Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you like the show as much as I do. Don't forget to like and subscribe. G'day, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Dill and Friends. Uh, absolute treat I have today. Um, this one I'm most excited about. One of my, my most excited ones I've had so far. One of the most iconic and well-known AFL umpires. Umpired over 300 AFL games, including the 200, uh, 2010 Grand Final and Grand Final rematch. It's Ray, Razor Ray, Chainland. Mate, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Jill, wouldn't miss it for the world, mate. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm a little bit dusty, to be honest. It's been a big weekend for myself, and I'm sure you too. <laughs> Look, we're just... Um I had some responsibilities, <laughs> so people know me as Razor Ray, apparently, but um, that's changed this week. Yep. I was triple O Chambo, so um, the emergency umpire, also known as the six-toe or the first loser in uh, in umpiring circles, so um, basically just um, filling shopping lists for the yep. boys and yep. making sure that they're fake tan had been applied appropriately mate well you should have given me a call i'm pretty used to being emergency <laughs> myself actually um getting dropped and being emergency is one of my biggest talents so i, I needed some help monday yeah night. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie i was unpacking it yeah and having a lot of trouble coming to terms with it That's normally life. it's just sitting at home crying and eating chocolate no, for I didn't me. That. yeah i uh, i actually i um I t- i'll tell the truth i spent a bit of time with margot robbie Oh on yes, Monday night. Yeah. yeah, no, I just watched I Tonya. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're going to bring the axe out? How do I make this work? Yeah. Yeah. Dean Rosebery, he barely didn't sleep a wink. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. mate. Honestly, a few of the boys there, they were training. They go, "You train over the other side of the ground, mate." Mate, um, this show is it's look, it's just about. I know you're a big fan. Um, you always tell me that you've been trying to get on for a long time. I've but been, uh, how many text messages does it take? <laughs> about 250 as it works out. This show is just it's just about getting to know you um, from a different angle. Um, and thanks again for coming on the show. As I said, so. Mate, just at the start, um, it is probably a good place to start. That's why it's called the start. But how did it all start for you? Um, growing up, you're from ACT originally. Um, yeah. Take us back and give us a bit of a run how you end up where you are today. So um, I, my, I come from a rugby league family. So my mother's uncle, he, um, Johnny Hawke, he captained uh, St George. Big fan and, of the show. And, uh, mate, he, he, he missed it. He missed it, but we sometimes played at his at his gravesite. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Dill doing his research. <laughs> hey, fail. Prepare to fail or fail to prepare, Dill. In any event, keep going. I with just it. don't know where to go with this right now. So I'll keep rolling. So he he played in eleven. He played when St George Dragons won eleven grand finals in a row. Yep. And he played in that era. Captain played with a broken jaw. He was a rock star, right? He was a great man. Played for Australia. Yep. In any event, I'm from a rugby league family. Yep. So my old man's always working, right? And um, mum's going, take him down and register him for footy. And uh, he go, yeah, 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 no worries, I'll do that. But of course, never got to it. So mum cracked 
the SADs one day, yep. threw the three kids in the car, and uh, down in the nearest football ground, football registration here today. And uh, I trained with my new best mates for six weeks, and then Dad comes to the first game. And there's four goalposts at that end. There's four goalposts at that end. He's like, what have you signed the boy up to, right? <laughs> now, they're mad Swans fans, have been forever. Snuck mum and dad into the ground with the Kick kids to watch Lockett kick the, the, the record-breaking goal and yep. all those things. They love the game. Um, so I played AFL footy in Canberra. And then one day um, my, I come home and uh, mum was... Um, Mum was crying, and that's not a normal thing in the Chamberlain no. household. And so you're, I'm 17, and your immediate response is, "What's that asshole done now?" As yep. in referring to the old boy, right? Yep. And um, but it wasn't. Mum, mum worked in um, human services in the in the public service, mm-hmm. and she'd been at what um, was um, empathetically dubbed uh, youth suicide, is what they referred to it back in the day. Yep. And mum goes, "I've been at this course all week, and every single slide." Is your younger brother, and I look back now, and um, and Mum was right. She she was spot on, and um, you know everything from the um, you know sort of on his own, isolated, yep. lashing out with his hair and the way he dressed. Um, Dad's garden hose somehow getting shorter and shorter every yep. week, and yep. not quite understanding how that yep. was happening. Right, all those sort of behaviours. Loved Gatorade. And, yeah, loved, loved it. Right? Yeah. Yes, right. Stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that and a banana. It'll work a treat. So, um, so she, she goes, "You got to take an interest in him." Yep. Right. And I said, "Okay. Well, I'm 17 at the time." I'm chasing Rebecca McKinney around the Tuggeranong Valley and yeah. doing the best I can. And he's he's 12, you know. And she goes, well, come and watch his footy. Seems easy enough. He plays at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning in Canberra. Beautiful conditions. Mm. Beautiful conditions. Frosty. Yeah, real <laughs> frosty. A bit like my relationship's going to be at home when I get home in about three days' time. <laughs> Sorry about that, cold. So um, we, uh, I'll go and watch him. And no umpire turned up. And the president of the club came up and said, Ray, we'll give you, we'll fill your car up with petrol. Yep. And we won't let anyone hang any shit on you if you do the game. And so I went back and saw mum. I said, Are you still give me 20 bucks for petrol? She said, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Double dipped. Went back and said, All right, I'm in. And uh, there was Did a you know ga- the rules? So I played footy. So yeah, I, so I, knew, know, I love the game. Yes, like you already played. I was a hack. Yeah. But I played, like, I played with. My age group was like um, Aaron Hamill, Justin Blumfield, oh, yeah. those guys, Craig he, Bolton. One of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. They all listen to the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, they're excited I'm here. They would be. Yeah, they're wrapped. And um, so I did the game and then this old dude, like you guys have recruitment guys, right? Yeah. Talent guys and that. They're, they're, they're out there for umpires as well. I don't think they're on the same salary. And um, this guy, Bob Stacey, come and said g'day. And... Uh, he goes, oh, you know, how long have you been doing this for? I said, about 45 minutes, Bob. <laughs> he goes, no, no, for real, some mate. And he goes, you know, you're going to earn six figures a year part-time doing this, mate. Yeah. And I was working at Eagle Boys at the time, so he had my attention, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so that, in a nutshell, is how I got in umpiring. That's incredible. Um, I, I honestly didn't know that. And I, I think that... I don't think anyone would really know that outside the, the general persona because um, we did, you did touch on it as well about your brother and that sort of factor and I know we will touch on that later about that what your passion is outside of it yeah but in the fact of it just you've just fallen into it by pure chance is is incredible and I think um, one, one of the things like we've got a couple of former AFL footballers who are on our list guys like um, just uh, Jordan Bannister he yep. he's retired now but Lee Fisher yep 
Andre G and Fagna. And I'm telling you now, if Andre G and I'm going to become an umpire, I've never seen a bloke. I played with him. He he would probably be one of the most disrespectful, hairy blokes so I've ever met. Hairy. Great person, but on the field he is white line fever. Do they so, know? Like, like I know he's fairly like he's he, he's he dresses well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's you know, a bad man. He's not bad. He's not bad on the eye. He's but a bad do, man. Does everyone know how hairy he is out there? Um. Probably not to the extent you do, but so I think he's, he's, like he's whatever. Dirt. Like you know, we all like God made us the way He made us, but so hairy. We will give a shout out to Andre because he's a great, he's a great friend big of ours, listener of the show, and he is a big, he is yeah. a big listener. Yeah. So, mate, um, obviously from there you had your journey from you. Then you moved to the VFL into Melbourne. Obviously, an umpire now. What's been the biggest changes over your career, sort of from start to finish? Obviously, we touched on, you know, there's rule changes and whatnot of those sort of things, but has it been more the rule changes or has it been more just the lifestyle of actually that yeah. lifestyle? We So when there's, some, there's probably three or four really key things that have culturally changed at the elite level in umpiring. So when you'd get an away trip, the first thing you'd pack was your love kit. <laughs> right? So that was that was literally what yeah. would take place, right? Make sure, you know, you get a text, make sure you've got your jeans and decent <laughs> shoes, right? It was ridiculous. And so, you know, that was just... And you guys are the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no No difference. comment. So, um... <laughs> And that's now that's now gone to compression garments and ice baths and all those sorts of things. And I remember, I remember um, Jeff Geeshan used to always talk about us having to live a twenty four seven lifestyle. But before we go a away trip to Sydney or Perth, you'd get a text message from one of the boys, and it'd be say twenty four six. So you know you got that. There's a little po- bit of breathing area. The there. new post game. Yeah. There's a little wiggle room. So, um, so that's changed because there's there's. You know, in season, there's just none of that. Yep. Um, particularly when you're of my vintage and you're a fossil and you're trying to keep up with 25 and 30-year-olds and you're 42 and you're busted. Yep. You just, if you stretch that rubber band, it snaps pretty quick and you're gone. So we don't do any of that. Um, I think also um, one of the one of the massive changes was the communication vests. Yeah. So we run around, for people who don't know how they get the sounds of the game in their living room, we run around with a wetsuit on under our yeah. shirt yeah. and everything you sneeze belch chat swear words whatever comes it's all across recorded, it's yeah. all yeah. all goes through yeah. how much of that goes through to the living room depends on the channel they, 7 yeah. our fox footy big shout out to fox footy yeah big looking shout out looking for a spot so <laughs> So we, we know people. We can yeah, source no, something they're, out they're there. Big listeners of the show, yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, so uh, yeah, you know that they, they will edit whatever goes into your living room or whatnot. So um, that's changed the player umpire dynamic. Yep. You know, when I started, I remember my very first game it was Hawthorne and West Coast down in Launceston, and um, Spider Everett was rucking for for Hawthorne yeah. against Dean Cox, right? Yep. And it's a pretty close game. Like West Coast were the grouse and Hawthorne were, were about to become that. Yeah. But weren't there yet. And um, he uh, he kept putting his arm across Dean Cox's arm. And I didn't want to have to pay for a kick because it was quite tight. I said, oh, yeah, um, I'm about to do a bounce, a field bounce. And I said, uh, Spider, just keep your arm down, mate. And he goes, f***ed up and bounce it. <laughs> right, 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 right. It was just pretty direct yeah. feedback back then, right? Yeah, okay. So back then, you know, your, your response as an umpire was pretty quick. Yeah. So I just told him to f*** off and I bounced <laughs> the ball, right? So you fast forward and the game's <laughs> finished and I'm I'm sitting in the Launceston airport yep. and I get this massive hand just 
lands on my shoulder and I look up and it's spider everywhere, right? I'm like, what's he gonna, is he going to hit me? Like, what? And he goes, was that your first game today? I go, yeah, mate. He goes, you're going to be okay, right? And that was, that. you had to be out That's of That's huge. You had, well, yeah. you had to, st- that test you. Yeah. And you weren't, you never, you never kicked off, yeah. right? No way. Like, but you had to stand on your own two feet. And if you didn't, they'd just hammer you for two hours. And there was only four dudes that that didn't apply to as an umpire, right? So you didn't talk to Vossi, you didn't talk yep. to Bucks, yep. you didn't talk to James Heard, and you didn't say twat uh, to Robert Harvey, right? Yeah. So they were the untouchables. <laughs> you just got what you got there. And anyone else was kind of fair game. You had to stand up for yourself. But now it's much like it's way better. Yeah. Right. So so you know obviously the communication we've got to take the heat out of it. It means you can have um, much less angst. Yeah. And I I just think the relationships are way better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not to discredit what it was. It just was what it was. So yeah. there have been the changes. Rule changes are rule changes. They yeah. come and go every year. Um. And and you know what all we need all our boys need is um real clarity and definition about what they want delivered and why yeah. it doesn't matter what it is our, go- our guys will get on board and, do and I suppose that. it doesn't even matter if you agree with them at the end of the day you've got to look at it it is your, it is your job and oh. you've just got to do what is told Deal. I swear like the greatest scope I have for decision making and putting my own stamp on something in, as an AFL umpire is what I order off room service yep. right? because <laughs> like, it goes like this right um, You're governed by... Oh, mate, you know, if you don't get picked, you don't yeah, get paid, yes. right? So I've got bills. Yeah. So if my boss says, Ray, at, you know, the foreman says, pick those bricks up, Ray, and put them in the back left corner, I'll pick them up and start moving them. So if he says you've got to pay 50 when a bloke runs through there, whether he has any impact on the play or not, I'll pay 50. Yeah. Because if I don't, I, don't get, I yeah. don't get picked and I don't get paid. So that, that, that's our job. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. And that's why, you know, I was a little bit nervous um, when you rocked up this morning. I went for the, sh- the handshake and I, I just wasn't sure if I was going to get stung by umpire contact. Oh, it's CCTV. <laughs> In fact, it's quite funny because I'm probably going to have a bill after today. You know where it says permit only? Is that or permit? Does that mean you're permitted to park there? Yeah, it does. Oh, good, yeah, it means good, it's all good. good, yeah, good. Yeah. So I won't have any issues? No. No, no it was good. good. It was, it was, parking was brilliant. And outside. we've got a lot of sponsors here as well, so we're, we're sure to fix that up. If, if City, City of South Yarra, whatever. Hey, Razor Ray Chamberlain, 2018 Toyota AFL Grand Final Emergency Umpire here. And do I have the product for you? Razor's Razors are the finest new shaving product that'll have you looking the goods when you're trying to be the centre of attention. Don't be caught holding your balls with other disposable razors. With Razor's Razors offering 100% follicle-destroying accuracy in 80% of all shaves. In fact, I'll guarantee you'll love my razors so much that if you don't agree with my interpretation, I'll provide you with a weak apology via an AFL spokesperson and continue on with my life. Razor's Razors. Three votes when it comes to shaving. Um, mate, and I think, you know, I, I tried, as you know, you're a big fan. Um, I do a lot of research. I'd like to do a lot of research. But <laughs> it is hard to get a lot of research on the umpires because it, there is a bit of an iron curtain up um, on the whole group. So, um, 
which does make it hard for AFL fans to actually get to know you guys. What's, how have you found that in your like, time of umpiring? Because obviously you're a great character of the game and probably the only really well-known character. What are the, what are the rest of the guys like? The hell- yeah, look, when I first started, there was a real sense of... And, and the, the important thing about this is to understand is that at no stage do we ever want to even remotely look like we think we're part of the game ahead of players and coaches. It's not about us. It's... And every guy, particularly on Grand Final Day as an example, yep. we don't win or lose. We're waiting to exhale. Yeah. Right? You carry the burden of, a, of two hours of the biggest sporting event in Australian sporting calendar and you just don't want it to be about you. Yeah. Desperately. So that's the true essence of our lads. They're cracking people. So, you know, one of the things that... Um, I'm really keen for people to understand is, you know, our group, we're really vastly different. Oh, my God, it's like a Swiss Army knife of personalities, which is unreal because if we're all the same, it'd be super boring. Yeah. Um, we don't all get along great. We're not all best mates, but we all have enormous respect for one another and we all stick up for one well, another. It's basically like a footy club. Exactly the same, yeah. right? And, um, you know, yet there are guys that, you know, they travel away, their families are tired, all that. So the little pockets like that. Um, but... They're a group where I could literally go to any guy, any field I'm on our list, here's my keys, my wallet, my phone and my, my kid. I'll be back in 40 minutes. i just got to go for a run. And I would not bat an eyelid. Yeah. Like, and I don't know anywhere else in my life that I've ever come across that. Yeah. Um, I, Steve Hawking came out and spoke to us when he first started. He goes, look, I don't know what you get paid. He pointed to someone, I don't know what you get paid. He goes, what I know is this, every dollar in the game... 65 cents of that dollar comes from the broadcaster no matter who you are in the game and he goes so we might want to just open our minds to what that means and I thought it was I found it really refreshing Mm. and I saw for me personally I saw it as an opportunity to go you know what I reckon there's going to be more opportunity for people to understand who these umpires are why they have to do what they have to do how it all works and why and look people are still going to cheer I go and watch my brother-in-law's play in the NRL or the English Super League, yeah. mate, no one yells and screams more than me. You know, get them on side. You, you know, yeah. you're barracking, you're passionate. It's why our game's awesome. You yeah. want to go to the golf or the tennis, do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, guys, so what happened there was um, we accidentally ran out of memory on our SD card. A lot of good podcasts, a lot of good chats. Um, forgot to clean it up. Even the best podcasts have technical issues sometimes. Back to my chat with Ray. Apologies there, mate. Siren, um, siren blues. We have to start again. <laughs> yeah, they do that sometimes. We were, we were talking about the umpires. Yeah, basically just. <laughs> I'll just in a nutshell, they're cracking guys, right? One thing I'll say about umpiring that has changed. When I started, um, there were three guys that walked onto the ground, and this is an AFL level. And let's say you got tackled in the head, but I wasn't the umpire. I was yeah. the guy in the next part of the ground or what we refer to as the adjacent zone yep well I you wasn't couldn't call. I, I couldn't call yep. it and so I remember doing a preliminary final that Rodney Eade still reminds me of every time I see him and there was a holding the ball paid Ryan Hargrave actually kicked it and from my position I could see it from the other umpire's position he, he couldn't. couldn't see that he successfully yeah. kicked the ball he pays holding the ball they get beat by a kick right so um Rocket handled that well, and every time I've seen him, you know, that was 2009, so yeah. we're only nine years on. Oh, whenever I see him, he'll always go, oh, where is your, where's your mate referring to the other umpire? Yeah. And I totally get it, right? I, it had just, 
Whereas if that happened today, yeah. I would blow you my whistle. Blow, I'd yeah, come right. down and I'd go, are you aware that he kicked the ball? Yeah. So what we do now is, and, and you know, this has been a big cultural shift over the last sort of 10 years, is it's, again, you know, to affirm it's not about the individual umpire. We have a responsibility to the game and the players. Yeah. So just do your best. No matter who pays it or doesn't pay it, just get it right. So yeah. that's probably it. But no, they're great blokes. Great blokes. Yeah. No, they are. Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchen, Matty Lloyd, Lee Montagna. Some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Aaron Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. Um, a massive part of umpiring, obviously, is is the Brownlow. Mm. Um, it's huge. A big... Uh, Big supporter of our show, Tommy Mitchell, took out the um, took it out this year, so he couldn't be happier. He's one of our first first on the show, not our last. Yes. Um, how does it all work, mate? Post game, like, is it is it just literally in the room, debrief, debate on the three votes? Do you get to look at the stats, or is it? So it starts before the game. So we'll we'll we have a look, and um, you know there'll be a run with. There might be, you know, I'll go old school. Okay, rather than talk about present day, there might yep. be Jordan Lewis is playing as a defensive half forward on Corey Enright, and he's kicked two goals in the first quarter, and Corey hasn't touched it yet. And it's you know so those sorts of matchups and being aware of those and not jumping to any conclusions, but just going what are we what are what we are you seeing? Looking for? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I always challenge our guys. So then the game throughout the games, we know when the broadcast audio is on and off, right, and. Um, so we will have conversations quarter time, half time, three quarter time about that last thirty minutes. What happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's you know you got two hours. It's pretty play. much like a, what a team would do anyway, just debrief and spot on. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, um, we the three field umpires and the emergency umpire will be tucked away in a room. No one else is involved at all. Yeah. Um, we have no access to uh, to stats or anything like that. I mean, obviously you can see on the scoreboard. Yes. Oh, yeah. you know, six goals to Frankie or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, or Phil Davis has had, you know, five intercept marks, yeah. Phil. Yeah. Um, just a big shout-out to the defenders out there. Yeah. <laughs> we love the defenders. <laughs> um, you know, that type of stuff. And yeah. so we'll have conversations around who was the best big and why. Yeah. Who was the best defender? Why? Why? How yeah. did that impact on the game? Yeah. So the two biggest blues I've seen in my 15 years in AFL was week two that I was on the AFL list, yep. which was the line in the sand game. Oh, wow. Essendon and uh, Hawthorne. Huge. Where they punched the snot out of yeah. each other, right? And uh, I was uh, speaking of, you know, Triple O Chambo. Yeah. I was an emergency that day too. And that was an emergency situation, yeah. <laughs> just by the by. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. That's incredible. <laughs> it was extraordinary. And then... Um, and uh, and then the second biggest blue I've ever seen was an hour that it took to finalise some Brownlow votes that in a room that I was in, and it was just like trying to get to a conclusion. Yeah. So it's something that, and with the Brownlow in 15 years on the AFL list, I swear I'm a kid. I've never heard an umpire from another game make reference to the votes that they cast ever. Really? So. Yeah. It's when that you, sworn. It's just, wait, when I first yeah. turn up, it's made really clear 
we don't cock around with this. So well, it's pretty. It's obvious as well because you look at the last ten years of winnings, and I, very rarely the favourite actually gets up. Besides, you know, the last obviously Tom Mitchell was one, well, but the you other, look at Prittis from the year before. Spot and, on. And the other part to it is, you know, we don't get it. We don't get every game and every vote right. Yeah. That's clear, right? But um, but the the I guess the point I want to impress is. The guys, it's really dear to them, yep. and they take it seriously. Yep. Yeah. Well, I hope they do take it seriously because there was something I did want to bring up with you. Um, <laughs> back when I was at the Blues, I, I single-handedly buried Melbourne one day um, at the MCG. Off your own boot? Off my own boot. And, and I'm you... pretty sure you were on by that day. Right. Um, so, as you can imagine, watching the Brownlow at home, didn't get invited, but I was watching at <laughs> home and thought, oh, here we go. Well, I'll be able to have a drink at this it's round. My, it's your time. It's my time. Yeah. Vote one comes out. <laughs> Not me. wasn't you. Vote. I thought. Look, I wasn't best on, but vote two. It's maybe plaus- it's plausible. It's plausible. vote two. Wasn't me. I said, oh shit, he's giving me three in this <laughs> Can round. You believe it? Vote three. No. Who got him? Don't know. Don't care <laughs> oh, to be honest. I don't care. Oh, I'm gonna check. What, what was your what was what were your stats? Because you know that. Um, yeah. Look, I kicked three. I, pro- I, had, I kicked three with about two kicks, and that was about it. First of the day. So it was actually there was no there was no chance of me getting votes. But I thought if that was my one time. It could it have been, could that, have been one. That, that one. one. Um, but it wasn't to be. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, Razor. I would like to say a big thank you for coming on to Dylan's show. I've always enjoyed watching you on the field doing your thing. So keep up the great work. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, Mum. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mum. Yeah. Oh, she, how kind is she? She's great. She loves you. She always has. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Mate, um, the stuff we all want to know, strangest encounters with players on the ground. What, what do you got for me? What's some stories? Best ledgers? Um, I remember, so this one related more to a colleague of mine. So he had paid several free kicks against Daryl White. Great. We love Daryl White. In a cracking Long sleeve, team. double gloves. just And scary dude. honestly one of my favourite like players. Like a proper scary yeah. dude. Yeah. And um, in, a, in a really sort of um, social enterprise, you know, thinking of you know thinking of those less fortunate yeah. kind of a team. You know, they were very giving, the Brisbane Lions too. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They were imagine. assassins. Yeah, I can imagine. They were savage, right? Yeah. And, um, and Daryl White has said to Sean Ryan, if you pay one more free kick... Against me, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> it's right. Or words to that effect. Yeah. Right, right. Something not, yeah. So Sean's gone bang, 50. Oh, right. no. <laughs> and mate, he goes, he goes, I've never been more scared in my entire life. <laughs> he's a barrister, yeah. Sean Ryan, so he, he's pretty confident. He's, yeah. you know, he's getting around okay. Yeah. The barrister from the bush. <laughs> but, um, but mate, you get that side of the classics. Um, you know, you can always rely on the Corns brothers for some good gear. Yep. Um, you know, Chad, he'll, if you interrupt his thousand chins before his game, he yep. gets upset. <laughs> right? If he loses count, yep. where was I up to? Yep. 776, <laughs> Chad. All right. Uh. Yeah. Um, and Kane, he always had, he always come up with something. No, he never came up with anything original. It would yep. always be, you know, you owe me one. Something like that. Yeah. One what? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. One what cane? Right? Sledge? You know. So they, but they were funny, and they'd always, and you know what? They, they'd have a crack. Yeah. But you, they were good. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed them. I remember a game with Mark Murphy. I was young, 
and he, speaking of young, he'd played like three games, yeah. right? And it was Friday night football, and it's my, that was our big game because yeah. it's the biggest viewing audience. And I'm umpiring with Darren Goldspink and someone else. And I the remember ball, Darren, squad. he was just going berserk yeah. at me before the game. Darren was really calm. He's like, you know, these teams and hate each other. Don't take any shit. You know, just pay free kicks. And he's just, I'm going, mate, calm down, Robert. <laughs> no one's going to have a shiv. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be okay. <laughs> and uh, and he's just rampant. So, ball gets kicked inside. For, and Mark Murphy just gets smashed across the head in a marking contest. And I am the only person at Eddie Had Stadium who does not see it, right? Oh. Call play on. Crowd goes bunter. Ball goes up the other end and it's out of bounds. And they play a replay. And Mark Murphy who's like 12 at the time yeah. and he's played three games and he and it's, so it's unusual for a young guy to go berserk well, even now he's not a very not vocal at guy. all yeah. right and he's going berserk and uh, I'll take a sneaky look at the replay and now I understand what why yeah. he's going yeah. berserk right he's been decapitated yeah. and uh, and I'm like oh my god and I'm thinking I can't lie yeah. so I just said listen I've missed it I've made a mistake. I can't change it, right? Move on, right? Move on. So fast forward 18 months yeah. and we're over in Adelaide and Carlton are playing Port Adelaide and they're just beating up on him off the ball and I must have paid him four or five free kicks where he legitimately was just getting thrown on the ground and whatever. Anyway, they got right Carlton on that day and I'm on the plane and I'm sort of loosening my shoes Prepping for takeoff, <laughs> deep vein thrombosis. It can, it can take anyone, right? And uh, and Murph is coming on the ground and he taps me on the shoulder. And I go, "G'day." He goes, "I'm ready to move on." Yeah. <laughs> so he got that. It's no, always going to fix it up. Months. Yeah. No. So you know, they're the sorts of they're the sorts of exchanges that are still unreal. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoy. You know, because you know. I think everyone, even the players, you know, they, when they get to step off, they understand everyone's trying their best. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, mate. Off the off the footy chat for a bit. Um, you have got a, the foundation. We touched on it earlier, but there is a foundation you've you've started. Um, can you talk us through a bit more about that? Yeah, look, we. Um, so, my brothers live in Canberra. I live in Melbourne. I, the normally we chat if it's not we're not chatting about business because my brother has a really successful yep. general insurance business, yep. and I've got a scrap of finance business. Yeah, try my best at, and um, and when uh, if we're not talking about that, we're arguing over who's paying for Christmas. And yep. I, I, I just was like, you know, and I can't be preaching to them as the eldest brother. I haven't been at home for twenty years, mm. so I I just rang him and I said, what if we what if we just did something like we just did an event of some description, whatever, something random, and we got to work on something together and your network, my network, we'll get some money and we'll give it to someone. Yep. And in principle, we all thought it was great. And then, of course, life gets in the way. Family, business, wives, girlfriends, you know, whatever. And then I was driving home and for Victorians in the Bayside, they'll know where. I was going down past Southland and I'm in the far right-hand lane and the, there's an overpass there. And, mm-hmm. and the phone rings and it's my brother and I pick up the phone, obviously hands-free, um, drive safe, everyone. And yep. um, I go, I give him some shit, as I always do. I yep. go, have you lost any weight yet? You know, like, because he's a little bit more portly. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say he's Blanche, fat. Blanche I wouldn't was. say he's fat. You 
did you say voluptuous? This? Yeah, he's voluptuous. Yes, Rubenesque. Yes, yes, he's Rubenesque. And uh, I said, "Have you lost him?" And but he's cro- he's actually in tears, mm. right? And I'm like, "Oh my god, what's going on here?" And uh, anyway, he uh, he says to me, um, "Robbie, Robbie killed himself." And I immediately think he's making reference to my cousin, right? Who's my best man? Who's but he's Rob. And I'm like, "No, nah, it's not." He said, "Robbie." And then I realised he's talking about his best mate. And that was real weird because I'm all of a sudden joyous almost that he's not talking about my best mate. Yeah. He's talking about his. And um, and that was heavy. Robbie, Robbie oh. had a couple of young kids. Um, he'd had a tough trot. And it was just a shitty time for everyone. Yeah. What it, it did a lot. Of, so that became – that was sort of the catalyst. So now all of a sudden things aren't too busy. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. So um, we, we got together and we said, right, I bugger it. We're going to have a bit of a crack at this. Um, we've all got stories, you know, about mental health and mental wellness and illness. And and, and I think, you, get, you know, you could talk to anyone and they'll have a story nowadays, and which is a good... And that, that's a good thing, I think, it's I found. It's a great thing, yeah, mate, because people are actually saying, you know what, I, I'm a, I, can, I can go and see someone, yeah. I can raise this, so it's a cool thing. But... Um, so we got to work. We do lunches in Canberra and Melbourne. We do yep. two events a year. One's called the Chain Boat Challenge, which my brother looks after. Is that the bike ride? And then there's the Razor Ride. There's it's a, a really a original yeah. name. I know I'm yes. really comfortable yeah. that it's my <laughs> name that's on it. But anyway, it, I'll, I'll sell myself for yep. the charity, right? So we do this ride and we rode from Parliament House to MCG the first year. Second year, we did this country sort of loop in Victoria. And this year, we're going, um, we're going out past Warrnambool and back. And uh, so in two and a half years, we've do- donated a quarter of a million dollars. Wow, and, that is um, incredible. Yeah, look, yeah. it's cool. Like, we, we it make, it's it's a good thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I won't lie, I have had my own battles with understanding what this whole razor thing is yeah. and copping people thinking they know you and yeah. talking about you. And I'm, I'm just a, like a Derek from... Goldie Every Place, Camber, yeah. mate. I, I, you know, I grew up in Govey Housing. I went to Taylor Primary School. That that was my go, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, I'm t- this is hitting you, and you're not prepared, and you don't know how to handle it, and you don't know how to put it in a box and and deal with it, and it's a bit weird. It is. It, it, it's a bit weird, right? And so. You know, we handed a check over to Griefline, which are this cool organisation. They got every postcode in Australia, totally volunteer based. And they, they're un, untimed calls, so you can talk to them for an hour. It's not like seven minutes yeah. and we've got to punt you. And they do a power of work. And we gave them a cheque for 100 grand. Um, and these three ladies just burst into tears. Oh, I can imagine. And it was the coolest thing. They do so much good work for young kids who have seen shit that they should never yeah. see. And mate, oh, mate it, it's, it's incredible. Like, I, I share your passion. It's easily one of my biggest biggest fields that I want to get involved in but I think like you said before until the penny clicks sometimes you don't actually do it yeah and I think you know I, I need to do it now as well like just from this chat but it is it, I'm so passionate about mental health everything you agree with and we you know we'll chat probably off here with how we can get involved in this because it is absolutely incredible and it, it, it just adds another sense of gratitude to your life I suppose and perspective because it's you're right everyone goes through it um people would think you know I love doing this I love being in the media like yourself you, yeah. you know you've got that click but it, it honestly does give me anxiety and that as well so 100%. for me moving to Sydney it was nearly the best thing yeah. for me yes um, but it feel, it's strange because I do enjoy it so much so if anyone is out there and does have anything you know that they, they need to improve um, we can hit up 
the grief line. We can hit up anything yeah, that, grief that line, is there. Are you okay, Lifeline? Get on a phone. Go to your doctor. Yep. Get referred. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, I had a trot there for a while. I had two years where I couldn't umpire AFL footy, right? I had, I had knee surgery. I was busted. And they're sort of saying, mate, look, you'll be okay. You'll be able to jog around and kick a footy and that, but you won't be able to umpire AFL football again. And it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Right? And, you know, that, my wife will tell you, I was horrible. I was a horrible human yeah. to be around. And, you know, I, I, I went and saw someone, the first person I saw, I didn't rate them, and, uh, and they wanted to talk footy and that. And I'm like, mate, beat it. Oh, this is not what I'm here for. And then I went and saw this lady, and she was just amazing, and I could just download my shit. Yeah. And, um, and so I saw her for like six, eight months, and it was the best thing I've ever done in my 100%. life. And, you know, I've done 100 and something games since then. But that, that aside... Just being able to get this crap out of my head that just I couldn't, to, I just couldn't to dump it. Yeah. I couldn't explain it to anyone. So I didn't feel like you don't want to sound like you're sook. You know, no one wants no. to shag the office sook. Yeah. And you know, you so you don't want. You feel like you can't be that guy, and nothing's more stupid. Well, there's nothing tough about just keeping things in nah, these days. It's, it's just dumb. And yeah. and uh, and so you know, so for me, um, the other thing about and when I had those two years off, what I got to be able to understand was I love footy. Yeah. And I really love umpiring, and um, and I under, then I sort of started to understand what this whole razor crap thing is. And I was like, you know what? I can bemoan it. It's not going anywhere. Or I can embrace it and use it to do something really good. Exactly, yeah. And, I, mate, I'll tell you, that's 100% why I do it. Yeah. Because, mate, if, I, if we can raise another quarter of a million bucks 100%. and help kids and help other people, then, fuck it, mate, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's not – I want to say – I do a little bit, right? It's my brothers, yeah. Um, it's other board members, and it's the people who come into our events. I've, I've met the most incredible people, um, and they're all there for a reason, yeah. right? And then, then when they're brave enough, day three, day four of this ride, where it's just us and we come together, and they feel safe, and they feel that they can share their stories. I swear, like there's nothing that re- is more rewarding in my life Huge. than that. And, yeah. Um, it's just the best. So, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And, I, you know, I said I was joking earlier about being Triple O Chamber and all yeah. that, right? Mate, we, you know, as well as I do, we're privileged oh. participants. Like, we are blessed. We are to blessed be, people. Yeah. Right, to be involved yeah. in AFL footy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. And um, so if I can somehow leverage off that to help other people who haven't got the same leg up that yeah. we've had... Well, mate, I'm in. And, and even on that, have you actually had any, like obviously with the money you've raised, have you had many experience with people that have had through those, you know, resources that you've given money to? Have you had any chats with those guys? Or Yeah, the, particularly this kids, the kids program yeah. with Griefline. People come out on the ride and they'll come and see us yeah. and they'll grab you and they'll take you aside and they tell you. They'll tell you about they lost their son or they lost their, you know, and how grateful they are. You're doing what you're doing, yeah. and mate, it just smacks you in the face. Yeah. And that they a even would, despite the shit that they're going through and living through, they still go out of their way to come and see you. Yeah. And uh, and then you know, the kids will draw like they'll they'll write cards for us and stories, and like you know, one of the carers, you know, the counsellor, she goes, one of the kids she was working with, they're going, why do these people care about us? Yeah, so she had to work through that with them because these kids have never understood what it actually is to be cared for. They've been yeah. they've been abused or they've just copped shit their yeah. whole life. And 
Um, so just for them to actually be able to understand people do care. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that, you know, and I grew up in the most unbelievably beautiful family, tight-knit. They would not do – there was nothing that my parents or my family would yeah. not do for us. Me the same, yeah. And we take that as being normal. Yeah. It was our normal, yeah. man. You grow up with an unrealistic idea of what you, life's we like. We are just yeah. kissed on the ass, and yeah. – and, and it's not until you get a bit older, and I'm a fossil now in terms of footy sense, right, and you see a bit of stuff in life and you go, mate, we've got to do more for other people. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mate, I think um, when uh, the next uh, event is on, oh, count me in. I'm involved. I want to help out in any way I can. Um, and to all our, yeah, all our listeners, I think it would be absolutely huge and I think they'd be inspired to help out as well because, like I said, um, like you said, it's not just... It's not just about you. Sometimes you actually um, get a lot of gratitude and good feeling out of helping other people. So, um, mate, thank you again for coming on the show. No, nah, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely I've incredible. It. it has been incredible. Um, I, I honestly, yeah, just had no idea um, about you at all as a person. Obviously, what I've I've seen on the TV, but to get to know you um, off that, um, you're an incredible human, doing some great things on and off the field, and I couldn't thank you enough. So, mate, appreciate it. We're going to help you out wherever we can. I don't know. I have about 50 people that listen, so they will be going. <laughs> they'll no, be dedicating. Even the sentiment, mate, like, yeah. it's a reciprocal love. You know, I, I, yeah. I lo- I'm, I'm really fond of your your lads. Yeah. They're good They're good lads. They play, the, they play hard. Um, they, they are uncompromising. They're incredibly skilled. Everyone talks about that. Yeah. I don't think you get nearly enough um, credit for how good a people you guys are. Yeah. People in the game know uh, how tough you guys are. And, um, and once you walk off the ground... The way you guys conduct yourself, yes. I really rate it. And um, I know you've had some really good people there, Mark Choco and Wayne Campbell yep. and all those guys, and um, and that's obvious. Yep. So, mate, thanks so much for the opportunity. Couldn't be more happy. And I know the rest of my brethren, all the other weird guys in green shirts, yep. we wear them all around town. <laughs> it's all we own. Green shirts and grey pants. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's happening out there. They're all grateful too that there's an opportunity for people to get a bit of an insight into who we are, mate. Of course. And just quickly, you've got Mad Monday today. We who's, do. Who's best on? You know, in a quick wrap. Yeah. Look, Brett Roseberry. <laughs> like honestly, mate, no man puts more time and effort tanning, waxing. Yeah, it's, I it's can a, see that. He was up in Sydney pre-season, actually running around with a shirt off. It's a no doubt. Yeah. In fact, he doesn't have sleeves. <laughs> like the only shirt he owns with sleeves is his umpiring. <laughs> Shirt, Nick Foot. You may or may not. Footy. Be I do know Footy. He loves the tats. He's got the calf foot, tatties. He's, yeah, yeah, he's killing it, mate. It's Justin all, Bieber sort of real Bieber yeah. setup. And uh, he'll he he foregoes September from a on-field performance yeah. perspective to make today his finest day, yeah. and uh, he'll be amazing. Mm. So no, there's some good, there's some guys who have a real good crack, and um, no, no, I'm looking forward to the next. <laughs> 72 hours. Couple of quiet beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a couple, couple, couple of quiet ones. <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers. I appreciate it. Cheers. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. Um, that was easily our, our best episode so far. Thanks again uh, to Ray for coming on the show. Absolute champion bloke. And um, wish him all the best with with his future um, plans. Guys, if you want to hear any more, head to, the, head to my Instagram, at Dill Buckley, and make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, the podcast is also edited by Ryan Miller. Massive shout-out and thanks to him. And also shout-out to the George in South Melbourne for letting us record upstairs and a couple of free schooners. Thanks, boys. Uh, And always remember to be yourself because everyone else is taken. Cheers. That was legitness. Yeah, it was.